Welcome to More Attention, Less Deficit, the free podcast version of the book, More Attention, Less Deficit, Success Strategies for Adults with ADHD, available at addwarehouse.com and pretty much everywhere else. I'm psychologist Dr. Ari Tuckman, author of More Attention, Less Deficit, and Integrative Treatment for Adult ADHD, a practical, easy-to-use guide for clinicians. For more information about either book or archives of this podcast, check out adultadhdbook.com. In this episode, Executive Functioning, who's calling the shots around here anyway, we talk about the executive functions, which are our highest level brain processes. They enable us to make good decisions in a complex world. Research is increasingly explaining ADHD struggles as deriving from executive functioning weaknesses. There's growing consensus among researchers that ADHD involves weaknesses in executive functions, a broad range of high-level information processing functions that are crucial to success in life, especially as an adult. Rather than respond automatically and thoughtlessly to whatever the environment throws at us, like amoebas do, we use executive functions to modify our behavior for a better outcome to maximize future gains, even at the price of losing out in the short term. This can mean foregoing something enjoyable in the moment, like a fat piece of chocolate cake, or pushing ourselves to endure something boring but important, like studying for a test. We can almost say that the executive functions enable us to see beyond the current moment by bringing back the lessons from the past and bringing forward the goals of the future to better guide our behavior. Executive functions enable us to resist distractions and temptations to go for the greater gain. Although we can intentionally choose to approach situations in certain ways, many of the executive functions operate without conscious awareness, like breathing. If you watch little kids talking themselves through a difficult task, they're sort of verbalizing their executive functions. For example, one step at a time, slow down, don't look over there. Eventually, it becomes automatic and we don't have to think about it as much, but we we may still find that we talk ourselves through challenges sometimes. Different researchers have created somewhat different lists of executive functions. I found that Russell Barclay's response inhibition theory is the most thorough and useful of these. So most of what I talk about in this chapter of the book and in the upcoming podcast is an outgrowth of his work. His theory is incredibly detailed and impressive, but contains far more information than most non-clinicians need to know. So I've pulled out the aspects that are most useful for your daily life, the parts that not only explain why some things are hard for you, but also set the stage for the rest of the book and the upcoming podcast to offer helpful strategies. Even though I talk about specific executive functions, keep in mind that they interact constantly and that the lines between them can be pretty blurry. In case you're interested in the details, Berkeley breaks the executive functions into four connected types. Nonverbal working memory, verbal working memory, self-regulation of affect, motivation, and arousal, and reconstitution or planning. There's a lot to the executive functions, but the details are less important in terms of your day-to-day life. As you'll see in the rest of this first chapter and in upcoming podcasts, the executive functions give rise to all sorts of important abilities, some of which I'll talk about in detail. 
And as you probably know far too well, a significant price is paid by people who are weak in these various skills. Life as an adult in this society is complicated, so those who have weak executive functions will struggle and stand out. They'll have trouble managing all the details of life and making responsible choices. That is, ones that benefit the future more than the present. As a result, many adults with untreated ADHD are seen as irresponsible or immature because they tend to react too much in the moment and lose sight of the bigger picture. Society expects and forgives this of children, but not of adults. As a result of these difficulties with managing the thousand and one details of daily life, people with ADHD spend a lot of time scrambling to hold it all together and prevent disaster. It takes a lot more energy to put out fires than to prevent them. This reactive lifestyle is much more stressful than the one led by adults without ADHD. We expect adults to be able to show self-control and not need as much direction from others. Because people with ADHD struggle with making themselves do the right thing at the right time, parents and romantic partners often step in to provide these executive functions to keep their loved one from going too far off the rails. For example, by reminding her about upcoming appointments, organizing her stuff, or stopping impulsive purchases. Alternatively, she may find tools that can do the job for her. For example, setting up automatic debits to eliminate having to remember to send out the bills or using a PDA to remind her of upcoming meetings. I think that you'll find that the executive functions explain a lot related to ADHD. I'll be covering various aspects of executive functioning over the next podcast, so you won't want to miss them. In our next episode, Response Inhibition, It Starts With Stopping, we'll be talking about that crucial ability to create a moment to stop and think. The key to successful decision making is that tiny little pause where we think through our options and make a good choice. People with ADHD have difficulty creating this pause and therefore get distracted, forget things, and leap without looking. So stay tuned. Until next time, thanks for lending me your attention.